I'm sure someone would hear me if I screamed Once in a while Today, everyone's miles away. I've never been living that hard to find. But not today. I know that I could keep it off my mind. You are listening to Holy Commutes for July 31st, 2023. This is a special edition Holy Commutes episode uh, here to round out the month. Um, the actual season ended last week with uh, um, all five weekday episodes, but since here on the Monday show, we uh, we missed the episode a couple of weeks ago after the NWA tournament. Um, didn't didn't fulfill our contractual you know duties here to uh, Holy Commutes. We don't want we don't want Tom Gannon all over us, so. We've decided to jump. He's, he's more litigious than he may look. Um, uh, we've decided to jump on here for the last day of July to do our third episode that we missed uh, before. So this is uh, Paul Cook uh, with my brother Tim, as always. Um, and what we want to talk about today is United with football, the 2023 United, specifically the 2023 United with football World Championship tournament, which is October 6th through the 8th. Um, since it's a few months away in York, Pennsylvania at Wellspan Park. This is the fourth edition of the National slash World Championship under the UWIF banner. Um, as we sit here on Sunday afternoon recording this, we're currently at 37 teams for the tournament. Uh, 32 teams are guaranteed, uh, are locked in at this point, are guaranteed a spot. Those are the top four finishers from last year, and then t- 28 teams that registered during the first part of registration. Um, that as you know, you may or may not know, um, in order to make sure we're doing the best format possible, we want to make sure we either land on 32 teams or 40 teams. So after we had those first 32, we opened up the second wave of registration where we're looking for eight teams to reserve their spot um, through a deposit. And then once we get to those eight teams, and we fully expect to get to those eight teams, but um, uh, we'll talk about that a, a little um, more in depth uh, here. Um, in the coming minutes, but we fully expect to get those 40 teams. Once we do, then those eight teams on the wait on the quote unquote waiting list will pay the remainder of the entry fee, and then we'll be all locked in and ready to go at 40. And like I said, we, we definitely expect to get to 40. We're at um, we, you know, we need eight spots in that second registration period. It's been open for just about a week. Uh, yeah, like, maybe, yeah, maybe like a day over a week. Um, and we're, we've already got five teams on that waiting list. So, you know, we expect to get to three here, but um, that's kind of what this podcast is about. If you're on the fence, if you know anyone that's on the fence, 
you know, please encourage them to get in now because we know there's more than three teams out there that that want into this. You know, it's it really is just a matter of time. So don't hesitate. And we're going to kind of go through why we think this is a tournament, you know, you don't want to miss. Um, before we get to that, is there anything you want to say in general, Tim, just about sort of, you know, where we are with things or anything else? You know, I, I mean, think- we just, yeah, if you want in, yeah, do it fast. We're, you know, we're probably going to have to turn away teams, you know, in or late August, early September. Um, so lock in now. Yep. And all the eligibility criteria is on the website. We're not going to go through that, but it's all very simple. It's all very same as last year. It's just really to encourage. Um, um, it's right to make sure we have an event where we have actual teams and not just, um, you know, football is a team sport and you want your world champion, your national champion to be a team that is actually a team, not just um, thrown together guys at the end of the season. So it's a very simple processes to ensure that um and, and so I, this isn't where i was going to start but since i said that like let's start there so i, yeah, I just kind of want to go through some of the reasons of like why united wiffle um world championship tournaments and maybe later i will go into why the whole weekend is a unique thing that you really want to experience and i'll kind of start there it's yeah it's um with the eligibility criteria we put in for the first time last year and has really even strengthened this year um you know, I, I, you and I were talking about the other day, Tim, I think there's only like a couple of teams maybe that are just kind of um, playing in one tournament just, uh, you know, just to get qualified for this, um, you know, and if there's two or three of those teams, I think one or two of those teams are, you know, are teams that have teamed together for years and years and years. And it just happens to only be playing one tournament this year. So like, you know, you could see that it really is a team thing. And that was, that's what really makes this unique is, um, you know, there's a lot of cool open tournaments, you know, NWA tournaments really cool with its, you know, league format, um, you know, where you get all, all-star teams from leagues, but, you know, what makes this unique now is that it's a national world championship where it really is the best teams from the year and they're coming from all over too. And it's, it, it, that just, that just makes it really exciting that you get to see all these real teams in one place competing against each other. Yeah. We've come a long way. Um, in you know just a, a few years in terms of yeah getting carrying the regular season you know all over the country whether it's you know whether it's a league whether it's a torn one tournament whether it's a series of tournaments you know wh- whatever it is having you know be, being able to follow the guys all year and ultimately, you know, seeing them wind up in this tournament, you know, that's that, that that's the whole purpose. Like, you know, you don't have March Madness without a full regular season. And like it's that that's that's been good. I think, you know, it, it, sometimes when you're trying to you know move things to like a, a different vision, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to you know, not only get buy-in, but like just get the understanding. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, not, not, I think we know this is the, this is the right direction. And, you know, if it wasn't, we'd be stuck at, you know, 20 or 24 teams and to see, like you said, to see it come from everywhere, you know, is just awesome. Yeah, and I think from like from like a player's perspective, I think why, you know, we've got a lot of feedback of why that's cool is that you follow these teams all year, either, you know, because you're playing alongside them, right, in tournaments or leagues, or because you're um, you know, watching them, you know, um, 
you know, through streaming games or just, you know, through social media posts or whatever. And you get to, you know, read about these teams all year and then they're all together at the end of the year. Um, and that's just a really, really cool thing that, you know, um, you know, that that has happened before, Wolf of Ball at you know different points, but you know, it kind of went away for a while. So it's we're really glad to have that back. And I think like I said, from a player perspective, I think it's just really cool to be able we've got we've got a lot of feedback to that thing of like, yeah, of of knowing, hey, you're going there, you know, you're bringing a team that's a team and you're competing against a team that's a team and everything's kind of on equal footing. And it's just kind of cool to the, you know, see all that play out um, you know, after a full long season. Um you know, when I, so you know, you talked to him. You know, uh, a long way to short times. So like, like when we first did this in 2020, the first United Wiffle tournament. Um, you know, sort of the big hook, right, was writing the minor league stadium. Um, you know that. I I I don't. It, that had not been done a lot. There was you know some. There's a spring training stadium. Um, that was used, except we may have actually been, that, that may have been the same year. That actually may have been a year after. I, I don't remember, you know, and then there's yard ball stuff that I don't think any yard balls took place actually inside major league stadiums, but like, you know, right. No, outside, like directly. Yeah. Directly outside. Adjacent to like, yeah, like all-star fan fest, like in Cleveland in 97. It's so, like, there was stuff that was kind of around there. I'm, I'm sure there was other stuff that just off our radar that we don't even know about, but you know, that was kind of a thing that really hadn't been done. Certainly hadn't been done on this stage. Um, you know, before with you know with forty teams and a fast pitch wiffle ball championship, so that was a big thing. And in the year since, we've seen a lot of you know stadiums start to be used for different things. MLW is doing a stadium tour this summer. That's really cool for you know for their um for different series for their league games. Um, you know, like I said, there's the um, backyard wiffle ball guys that you know run the spring training stadium out there, and I think Scottsdale. Um, and you know, there's I I I think NWA is maybe done. I don't know if they're actually running in any minor league baseball stadiums, but th- th- there's other stadium stuff. So why is this stadium experience, you know, still one you want to experience? I think the big thing that separates United Wiffle from some of those other things um, is, and then I, I've got NWA tour and had their finals at the minor league stadium this year. Um, but what separates this experience is it's not just, you know, one game or one series or whatever. It's an entire tournament. You know, there's 10 fields packed into one stadium, which um, might not sound like a tight fit, but it is a tight fit. But that kind of that really adds to the atmosphere that everywhere you look and, um, you know, our, our colleague here on Holy Commutes, uh, Trent Steph, has always has said to me several times that, like, the reason the reason United Wiffle right now is his favorite tournament to go to is because yeah you have these ten fields all in play you know basically all throughout Saturday and everywhere you look there's something go there's a game going on there's a big play going on you know you could basically it's basically like binge watching wiffle ball you could just anywhere you turn your head there's something different you can just go from one to one and, you know just have the sensory overload and because everything is so tight and so close together you kind of get that cool experience. Um, we just get to see all these great players and all these great teams just all the time, everywhere you move your head. If you're a wiffle ball junkie, there's like, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like heroin. It's just, you know, it's everywhere you, you can get your fix everywhere you look. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I, it, it's a really cool experience. And I don't think in our experiences, Tim, I don't think I've ever been replicated in a wiffle ball, having that much action in that sort of close of a vicinity. No, I mean, like, you know, we've been to some really good big tournaments, but like, you know, just by the nature of if you're running, you know, in a field or, you know, or multiple like baseball fields outside, things are either separated by, 
you know, fencing or just distance. Like I it really, honestly, like the, the thing that like comes the closest would be like the Philadelphia wiffle ups where, you know, it was, it was spread out um, horizontally, but, you know, you could walk basically up and down, like, you know, a quarter mile, uh, you know, field and see all uh, see all these games going on here you you know if you find the right seat you can see everything if you you know go down if you're you know down on the field you can you know playing you you see everything it's just it's it, it's cool it's it's all there um and like it's yeah it's it's something that like i would have killed for you know in like you know when we first started or any and and any time that we were playing yeah, and, and, and like I, and I don't even think that's something. I'll just speak for myself. That that's not something when we ran the first one in 2020 that I necessarily was thinking about going in of like, you know, and we only had eight fields the first year, but just of having, um, um, you know, of what I just said of being able to turn your head, you know, just a little bit in any direction and see great wiffle ball. But I think that's one of the things. You know, it's not just trash. We've heard that from multiple, multiple, multiple people. That it's for any wiffle ball junkies. It's just this really cool experience. Like you said, Tim, if you're whether you're on the field or in the stands, you can get around to you know any game going on at any time. You know, pretty quickly. You know, yeah. a, a baseball field is pretty big, but you know, someone who spends most of his weekend just walking either you know back and forth through the stands or back and forth through the field, you know, you can make you can make the round trip in you know a matter of minutes, and you know, just that and and from anywhere you are, you can see anything else, any of the other fields. You may not have the great view, but you can see it, and then you can head over there. Um, you know, it's just it's just a really really cool experience in that regard. Um. You know, kind of bringing the two things then, you know, together, just sort of, well, and, and then I, I also want to mention, because like, um, you know, especially if you're standing, for anyone that's ever been there, the, you know, championship field, um, you know, is built going in towards the stands, you know, that's kind of become, I think we kind of, we kind of paved the way for that to become how you set up a uh, a field in, um, uh, in stadium wiffle ball, MLW does that for there. For their games now, NWA tournament did that for their final game. So we, we got that one field that's going in there, and then there's two fields right next to them that kind of basically go into part of the dugouts as the um, as a home run barrier, and then part you know outside of the dugouts. And these three fields, if you've never been there, are like really close. Like the backstops are, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's 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 very little room to be back behind the backstops. Well, well, to be to be right behind, to be like. Like you know, yeah, like the batters, bo- like batters boxes are just far, the far enough apart where you're not, you know, hitting each other. It's basically where it is, yeah. but it sort of creates this half open rectangle shape, and there's nothing, there's no fields directly behind it. Um, so it kind of creates this, you know, open rectangle thing where you know we have a, a, it's kind of become the place where people gather, especially late in the day on Saturday to watch games because that sort of epitomizes the entire setup where that that you can literally be sitting right there behind the backstop for the main field looking at that game and it's literally just turning your head you know 45 degrees in either direction and you've got another game right there um you know that that kind of you know and the fact that people sort of congregate there tell you that that you know that 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 does kind of on a micro level you know sort of um encapsulate what we were talking about here just having that experience and i know we've kind of started talking about doing something with that this year for the uh 
um, streaming aspect of it. So you can, we can kind of bring that into people's living rooms um, with those three fields that aren't there, but um, yeah, like it's just a really cool thing. And then like to kind of combine both of the things we talked about, it's just, you know, it's like any wiffle ball tournament, you know, this is always a driver for me and you, Tim was, um, you know, getting to meet new people and see new teams that you I've only heard about or read about um, getting to see them live. And I think this year that's always been a driving selling point of United Wiffle. You know, you can't on the fast pitch level, you can't get a tour. There's no other tournament like this that has 40 teams coming from all these different places. And quite frankly, especially with 40 teams, four years in a row, there hasn't been, you know, a, a tournament in history. That's, you know, that's done that for this period. Um, but this year, I think it's taken even to another level. Um, you know, the Midwest, participation has gone up again you know texas has stayed about steady west coast is about steady but it it, it when you'll see this when we you know when we fought when we hit 40 teams we kind of put out the final map there the spread is a lot more of a spread than it's been in years past like you know if you're a northeast player you're going to get to see um you know a bunch of teams that you, you you probably have you, you may have already seen this year just because NWA Torment did a nice job really sort of spreading out this year and some of these other teams have come to like northeast events, be it, you know, Golden Stick or MAW, um Golden Stick Yard or MAW. Um but 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 you're gonna get all that in one place. Like that's all you know, it's not just you're looking around and just seeing teams that you've seen all year, teams that um you maybe you haven't seen, but they're just random teams. Everywhere you look, there's gonna be teams and players that, you know, you know, names that you've recognized, teams that you've watched all year for the last bunch of years. And um, with 40, it, for that to happen with 40 teams is like really cool. Yeah. And I, we'd be also remiss. I don't know if you're going to bring this up or not, but, you know, the Friday night event too is, get there, yeah. yeah, is, is something that like, you know, again, quite frankly, just hasn't been done in the past. Like we never got to drink at, uh, what was the place that uh the palins are back in you know 96 97 98 whatever club, whatever club, the, club whatever. something something yeah, club. Club. oh there was a club and there was but it may have been attached keep, i heard those club. were good but those were that was also different but like you know we've you know like th this is different there's you know there's food there's drinks there's a home run derby there's the mlw portion it's you know it it really is like the closest thing to a i don't know like a class reunion is the is the right thing but you know especially the day before the tournament you know if you haven't seen some of these guys in a while and that was certainly the case in 2020 you know especially coming out of covid but even in 2021 you know it, it's a great way to congregate and you know have a really interesting social experience that you know like i said i at least you know i i haven't been part of something like that in wiffle ball and um you know that's just another thing you know if you're again if you're on the fence and you're coming and you want to come and you sign up you know make sure you get there friday night because that will only uh that will only heighten your experience you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, you know, sort of the theme here, right, is being able to meet new people and teams and see them play. And Friday's the best experience to meet them. Um, you know, a lot of times you're at tournaments and you're playing a lot of the, you know, a lot of the day you're playing. So it's hard to get around to other teams. And then if there's, you know, another 
then you're not playing and there's another team maybe you want to talk to and they're playing and it's you know the friday night event's the perfect thing no one's playing the home run derby is you know ran very well by you and shirey tim where you know everything is staggered so it's all like it's not like there's a hundred people on the field participating and then they're never in the stands they're you know in the stands most of the time and it's just it's very open and easy to meet people and then with the added stuff of the mlw stuff there's all these kids there and their families um you know it's a very open atmosphere where you can just go up and meet and talk to anyone um and it's a very welcoming atmosphere that you know i don't think you kind of get if you're just doing a pre-game thing at a bar or whatever not that those aren't great but those are different um you know so I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And then like along those lines, I also want to mention the U17 tournament, you know, for, I, I think, you know, for me and I've talked to other teams and, you know, last year was just the first year, you know, expected to be even better this year. Last, last year was really, was really great. Yeah. Like I, mean, I was blown away by how competitive all seven teams were and they came from all over. Um, you know, is that tournament goes the way we, you know, do that is we don't separate that out. That tournament will start later in the day, Saturday, it, you know, it, it's going to run um, with the usual MLW tournament format, which is, you know, two game pool play to seed a single elimination tournament on Sunday. Um, so, you, you know, so it starts, you know, Saturday afternoon. It just, we just take, you know, two, two or two of the fields that, um, you know, are there for the rain tournament. Those just get, you know, repurposed for, um, for the U17, um, you know, rules and dimensions in those games that just go and they're just right there in the middle of everything else. So, you know, not only do those kids get to see, and, you know, I, 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 I didn't, should have said kids, but I don't mean that like derisively, like, you know, these are, these are great players. RJ Walgate is like, you know, arguably, you know, um, uh, you know, top, whatever, three MLW players so far, which I, I, I don't know. I'm not, someone may correct me on that. Who's, um, Falls that will be a little more closely, but uh, you know, he's up there that you know, last year his team Ohio League Wolfball won that and you know, he kind of broke out there. Um, so not only did they get to see these players at the next level, but it's really cool for I know for all the teams, you know, if you if you're thinking about entering it, that's also another really cool thing of like you get to see these guys that are gonna be the future of the sport and you get to see them, you know, as they're still developing and you get to meet them and get to see that. It goes both ways. It's not just them getting to see the other players it really is the you know the players in the the world tournament getting to see them too and um you know i know we're excited about that this year you know i'm a big we both are i think you know big followers of prospects in baseball and um this is this is that for wiffle ball like it, it's it's totally exciting to see the next wave of guys you know playing and we've you know we've seen some graduations just from last year's tournament players into the, you know, into the regular tournament uh, this year. And um, that it's awesome. And like, you're seeing, you're seeing the future right before this. This is, this is, this kind of like the futures game at the all-star game for major league baseball. Only it's a full on tournament and you've got, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot wider, you know, breadth of talent and, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I mean it, it definitely is. And I, I'm glad you brought up the point about um, you know, we're already seeing um teams um that have aged out of the U17, you know, 
I don't want to use the word graduate because that that makes it seem like you're going to a higher level. And you're, you're really I, I, I use yeah, I use graduate because you know, like you graduate out of prospect status. That was right. it. It wasn't most men is a yeah <laughs> derogatory. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, 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 I wasn't getting on you for that. Um, not this time, at least. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, because it's just you know, it's just the age level. And those, you know, those guys have aged out, and you know, now in the main tournament, you know, I think we're going to keep seeing that it's a great partnership with LMLW, and you know, like every, you know, like like most people that you know don't have their heads in the sand, acknowledge, you know, MLW is you know, is the greatest thing that's happened in this sport, you know, for many many years, and we're. We're glad that we can find a mutually beneficial way to, um, you know, work with them and really help grow the sport. And, um, you know, that tournament should be even better this year. We're we're very very excited for it. And you know, um, if you're a team, you know, that's looking for an invite or whatever, that those should be coming out pretty soon. You know, Wiffle in the Mid and MLW's big tournament, and that's coming up next weekend. Um, you know, so after that, they should have a pretty good idea of who they're inviting and everything, and that stuff should start rolling out. So, um, look for that. Um. What else might I miss? It's like, you know, and then just, you know, it, it, it is just, you know, the stadium experience, um, you know, concessions are open all weekend. Um, um, you yeah, know, you don't, you know, you can, you like, you can, you, you don't have to leave every other tournament, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 you know, just by nature of where they're held and stuff. You know, if you don't have a food truck there, you, you've got to go get stuff. Every, everything's right there. And you have the added benefit of, you know, you can door dash in something because it's in a downtown centralized location. You know, that's not even that expensive. You, you've got, you got all of the, you got everything you need in one place. And again, that's just, especially when you're playing a game that's this hard and this skilled you know, you want to be able to focus all your energy on the field and not have to worry about that other stuff. Yep. hundred percent agree. And then the last thing I want to add is just, yeah, kind of just sort of, you know, format wise, I, I, and I don't use formats to just mean, you know, the, you know, the brackets and the sort of the progression of the tournament. I also mean it to mean, you know, number of innings used, number of games played, um, just the flow of the tournament. I think we've gotten that down over the four years now where today, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it started in a really good place. And I think, you know, with, with the addition of a couple more fields and now we're at 10, it's gotten even better where this isn't a tournament where it's a, um, uh, and I, I'm saying this, maybe some players disagree, but the feedback we've gotten, you know, this isn't a tournament where it feels like it's just, just this grind to get through and, and that you feel like, you know, after pool play, you've done like a whole tournament, um, you know, it's designed in a way where um, it's designed with the idea of getting the best team standing at the end in mind, but it's not a wear out process to get there. Pool play games are four innings. You know, if you're a team that just has a few arms, you can make a long run in this tournament and your wins against teams, good teams early in the tournament, you know, matter because, you know, it puts them in a tougher position. Every loss kind of, um, um, not every loss, but, you know, two losses really put you back and give you a couple more games. And then, you know, when it gets to the cutthroat period, it's, it's cutthroat, but, um, you know, all but five of the 40 teams will have, we'll play four more games. So you get a lot of games too, but again, you know, it's, it's a tournament that's just not okay. I could beat a team early in the day and then that doesn't matter later in the tournament. Um, you know, it does, it's the prelim rounds for those who aren't familiar. Um, work where you know random draw for the first round of matches then all one and one 
one and O teams play another one and O team in the second round, O O and one teams play another O one team in the second round. Then the third round, two and O teams play two and O, one and one play one and one and O and two play O and two. And only those o, only five teams that end up O and three are eliminated there. So it's also one of these tournaments where bad draw is kind of neutralized a lot. Um, you know, you can still get a bad draw, but at the end of the day, you know, you can fight through that by because you're going to end up being, you know, leveled with teams that are at your same record. So it all kind of evens out. It's not just, Hey, you're going to play, you're going to play three teams that all end up three and oh, that that's not going to happen. Um, at most you can play one team that ends up three and oh in that prelim round. So it's a very fair tournament. It's, it's not a grind. It's trying to, you know, that you need 17 pitchers to get through or that, you know, um, you know, it takes a long time to get through pool play. It's a very straight focused, narrow, uh, very straight focused tournament. Um, in that regard, I think that I think I think that adds a lot to you know when we get to Sunday, um, guys' arms aren't dragging, guys still have bullets left, and you get these really good games on Sunday as well. And Sunday's yeah. a ton of fun too. You know, uh, especially now that we've got it down to just the quarterfinals on down on Sunday. You know, it starts about eight a.m. You know, should wrap up somewhere around the three o'clock area if not. If not quicker, just depending on how um, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals games tend to be a little bit longer. But um, you know that's always fun to just sit in the stands and watch the championship game, you know, play out after you're eliminated. So we we highly recommend if you come, you you leave enough buffer room to you know be able to see that championship game before you get out of here. Yep. All right, so that's our that, that, that's our pitch. Like I said, we've just got three spots left. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons of you know why you should sign up. You know, we fully expect to hit the 40. So again, if you're interested, please don't hesitate and please, you know, feel free to, you know, contact us on any of us, any of our social media pages, or if you have our contact info in another way, contact us. If you have any questions, um, you know, we expect to hit those three, three, three spots at some point and, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later here so we can get everyone locked in and everyone could start everyone on that eight team um, quote unquote waiting list can, you know, start making their travel plans, knowing they're fully locked in. So, um, yeah, don't don't delay, and uh, you, you want to make sure you join in on the phone. So that's it for us in July. Um, you know, we, we, we may pop in from time to time in the next couple of months on the Drop Podcast, but not we'll be back on Holy Community in October, just I think right before um, right before the United World World Championship. So we'll see everyone.